Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Madison Derbyshire from the Comment and Analysis Desk. In this episode, James Politi reports on the rise of the Italian far-right, a movement that is gaining momentum in national elections as fears about immigration and the economy take the fore. Growing populism is not just rhetorical, and support for the right is growing in a country that feels left behind. In September 1944, African-American soldiers from the U.S. Army's Buffalo Division helped liberate Kashina from German forces retreating north into the Apennine Mountains of Tuscany. For the next 70 years, the town of 45,000 people in the Arno River Valley near Pisa was run by left-wing administrations. The region became a byword in Italy for racial tolerance and social democratic politics. Then, in June 2016, something surprising happened. Kashina, whose post-war fortunes were built on the now-struggling furniture sector, elected Susanna Ceccardi, a 29-year-old right-wing firebrand from the Eurosceptic Northern League, to be mayor by just 101 votes. Roberto Lupicchini, a 50-year-old stallholder at the Monday morning open-air market in Navacchio, which has become a hub of support for Ms. Ceccardi, says there is little doubt what triggered this small but significant political earthquake. Mr. Lupicchini says, It started with immigration referring to the more than 620,000 migrants who have been rescued in the Mediterranean Sea and brought to Italy over the past four years. He says, We are tired of having all these people around. We can't keep them here. We can't handle it anymore. Immigration is one of the great scourges of Italy. When the cake was bigger for everyone and the economy worked better, there were fewer complaints. Now, we feel sacrificed. Kashina's turn to the right is part of a broader political shift in the country, ahead of a pivotal general election due early next year, the latest test for populist forces in Europe after this year's mixed results in the Netherlands, France, Germany, and Austria. Right-wing parties, including the anti-immigrant Northern League, the more moderate Forza Italia led by former Premier Silvio Berlusconi, and the far-right Brothers of Italy, are heading into the poll with the wind at their backs, partly due to their anti-immigration stance. This month, a Berlusconi-led coalition snatched control of Sicily from the center-left in a regional election that was widely seen as a barometer of the national mood. Next year, they have a realistic chance of trumping a deflated, ruling center-left Democratic Party, led by former Prime Minister Matteo Renzi, as well as the anti-establishment Five Star Movement, headed by comedian Beppe Grillo, to win control of the Italian government. The Northern League has the support of about 15% of Italians, according to opinion polls, compared with just 4% at the 2013 general election and 6% in the European polls of 2014. If it performs that well, it could emerge as the senior partner in a possible center-right governing coalition 
with Mr. Berlusconi, dictating policy and possibly choosing the Prime Minister. In another potentially destabilizing scenario for the EU, Northern League could accept to be a minority partner in a government led by the anti-establishment Five Star Movement, which could threaten to pull Italy out of the Euro. The reinvention of the Northern League has much to do with Matteo Salvini, its 44-year-old leader who took over the party in 2013, shedding its previous emphasis on the secession of Italy's prosperous north and turning it into a more traditionally nationalist party along the lines of France's national front. Not only has it strengthened its position in northern Italy, but, as Mr. Cardi's victory shows, it has also gained ground in the red regions of central Italy. Between 2010 and 2015, the Northern League's support in Tuscany more than doubled from 6% to 16% in regional elections. Daniele Albertazzi, a senior lecturer in European politics at the University of Birmingham, says... The Northern League has been moving into central Italy, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with its focus on immigration and law and order. It has been consistent and coherent. Critics fear that the Northern League's ascent fits in with the broader growth of far-right sentiment in Italy, including neo-fascist groups. Last week, the far-right Casa Pound won 9% of the vote in a by-election in Ostia, a crime-ridden municipality in Rome, and secured 8% in municipal polls in Lucca, not far from Cascina this year. Franco Tagliaboschi, president of the Cascina chapter of AMPI, a national association dedicated to preserving the memory of the partisans who fought fascism and Nazism during the Second World War, says, We are very alarmed. There's neo-fascism, there's racism, and there's xenophobia. There's a whole cauldron that fuels these forces. In her office on the first floor of Cascina's portico town hall, Ms. Ciccardi denies there's anything radical about her views or those of the Northern League. She says, I don't think that our positions are discriminatory. On the contrary, I think that regulating immigration is a moderate position. We have to put a limit. We have to say what the point of equilibrium is so that people can live together in a civil manner. There is no open-door policy in Italy, but in recent years it has coordinated a massive humanitarian effort to rescue migrants from South Asia the Middle East and Africa, traveling to Europe on ramshackled boats across the Mediterranean Sea. Migrant flows are down 30% this year after a controversial deal with Libya orchestrated by Marco Minniti, the interior minister, involving support for the local Coast Guard to intercept boats before they leave Libyan waters and for coastal cities to crack down on traffickers. But the perception of an uncontrolled invasion, as described by Mr. Salvini, persists even in a relatively affluent, middle-class town like Cascina. Once migrants arrive in Italy, and while they wait for their asylum applications to be processed, which can take months, they are distributed across the country in reception centers that sometimes become a source of tension with local populations. Ms. Ciccardi is campaigning to close the main reception center in Cascina, a former farm state called Latinaia that houses some 60 refugees and asylum seekers, mainly from sub-Saharan Africa, on the grounds that it is overcrowded. She has vowed to resist any attempt by the Italian government to allocate new migrants to facilities in the town. Mr. Cardi says, It's not like everyone has to be collaborationist with the government if they disagree with their policies. If other mayors put welcoming migrants in their manifestos, they should take them in. I want her on a different platform. At times, Mr. Cardi 
whose victory was also propelled by lack of enthusiasm for her center-left predecessor, sounds more like a crusader for the preservation of Western civilization than a local conservative politician. She says, With immigration, there's always a victim. Someone always loses out. Think of the American Indians, the pre-Columbian civilizations. We have to defend ourselves. We might lose, but at least we defended ourselves. Shortly after taking office, in the wake of the brutal murder of a Catholic priest in France, claimed by ISIS, the mayor posted a cartoon depicting a young woman with blonde braids, dressed like a Viking, kicking a dark-skinned pig clad with a turban who ends up dropping a Quran. She wrote in a post, Wake up, Europe. She later described the cartoon as a statement against what she called Islamic terrorism. The shift is not just rhetorical. Ms. Chikardia sought to block access for immigrants to public housing by forcing them to provide documentation from their countries of origin, certifying that they do not own property back home, an almost impossible request for many to comply with. Out of 71 applications from new arrivals for public housing since she came to power, 68 have been rejected, she says. The former town councillor says she was invited to Crimea for a conference with Russian entrepreneurs and members of Vladimir Putin's Russian United Party, but could not make it. She has also expressed sympathy for the Catalan independence movement and attracted criticism for personally refusing to celebrate civil unions of same-sex couples in the town. Sara Pellegrini, a 35-year-old psychologist having a drink in the town's main square, believes Mr. Cadde has simply gone too far, especially on immigration. She says... There's a fringe of people, the populists, who are looking for simple solutions which won't have any results. The idea that Kashina, Tuscany, or even Italy are about to be overwhelmed by violent, radical minority foreigners is fanciful. Despite the recent growth, foreign residents add up to just 8% of the 60 million population, much less than in many other EU nations. In Kashina, there are 3,550 foreigners up from 1,687 in 2006, but still close to the national average, with large Albanian and Senegalese contingents. Moreover, criminality has been dropping across Italy, and in the province of Pisa, where Cascina is situated, it was down by 2.5% between 2015 and 2016, when Ms. Ciccardi was elected. But at the Democratic Party's headquarters in the main square, Cristina Conti, the PD's town secretary, acknowledges what she calls Ms. Ciccardi's false message on migrants. But at the Democratic Party's headquarters in the main square, Cristina Conti, the PD's town secretary, acknowledges that what she calls Ms. Ciccardi's false message on migrants seems to be working politically. Ms. Conti says, People are convinced that if we kick them all out, we will suddenly return to well-being. They give a simple answer, but you don't have to be Einstein to realize that it's not the right one. It's much harder to say that we have the mafia, we have kickbacks, we have tax evasion. Those are invisible problems, while the immigrant is identifiable. Ms. Conti believes social relations in Kashina have already been damaged by the Chikardi administration. She says, it would be better if they stopped scaring people. People who have walked calmly in the streets of the town center until now or moving a few meters to the side if they see a dark-skinned person. The residents of Tinaya, the migrant reception center, are among the most anxious. Chili Stephen, a 23-year-old Nigerian immigrant and aspiring painter who arrived last year, says, 
She cannot come here and evacuate everyone and throw them on the street. It's not right. Several of the people at the center were too frightened to have their photographs taken. The Catholic Church, inspired by a consistently pro-migrant message from Pope Francis, has been one of the main forces defending the migrants in Kashina. Father Elvis Ragusa, a priest in Kashina's San Lorenzo Le Corti parish, says, As a church and as Christians, the idea is not to lose sight of the fact that there are people behind this problem. It's about looking them in the eyes and welcoming their story. The efforts of Father Ragusa, known as Don Elvis, have faced a backlash from Ms. Cicardi, who describes herself as a not-really-practicing Catholic. She says, The Church has the right and duty to send messages of brotherhood and equality, but if a government has limited resources, it has to think of its own citizens, otherwise we create social tension that is not good for anyone. Claudio Loconsole, the five-star candidate who lost to Ms. Cicardi, takes comfort in the fact that she has not yet succeeded in rooting out migrants from the town. He says it is a sign that her strident rhetoric rings hollow. He says, It's as if I said from tomorrow we'll get rid of gravity. We would all be lighter, but it's impossible. Cicardi says, Let's clear out Latinaia, but what about water? What about social issues? It's not 90 people out of 45,000 who are crashing the town. Yet what Ms. Cicardi calls the Kashina model has inspired the Northern League to set its sights on new political targets. The Northern League last month opened an office in nearby Pisa, the provincial capital. It chose a street in a multi-ethnic neighborhood near the railway station as its headquarters for the next year's mayoral race. At the inauguration, local officials and a few national lawmakers beat the immigration drum incessantly. Eduardo Ziello, Northern League's town secretary for Pisa, told the gathering. On social issues, we always put Italian first. The PD puts immigrants first, and we will send them home. Ms. Cicardi added, The few Pisans who are left are saying, Thanks, thanks, for being here, because you are the only hope. At the event, Paolo Pietrini, a 52-year-old radiologist from Cascina, signed up to be a party member, saying he had followed a political rainbow that brought him to the Northern League from the extreme left in recent decades. He says, It's about security and legality. As a man, I'm uneasy walking through the streets of Pisa. Imagine a woman or a little girl. Back in Cascina, some are despondent at the prospect that the Northern League could penetrate further into Tuscany and the rest of Italy on the back of anti-immigrant tirades. Giancarlo Freggia, the president of PIME, a local cooperative that offers services for disadvantaged groups such as the disabled, the elderly, and the mentally ill, says political change would be welcome, but not if it is a distraction from bigger problems. Unemployment in the province of Pisa has risen from 4.4% in 2008 to 7.3% in 2016. Although relatively low by Italian standards, it is still a big jump. Mr. Freggia says, Cicardi campaigned against refugees, but the problems are about business, about development. It's actually the Chinese who are taking our jobs. These are the people who have greater entrepreneurial predisposition. It's not the Senegalese or the Eritreans. Down the main street, though, a group of elderly left-wing former carpenters side with the mayor when it comes to the new arrivals. Neviglio Puccini says, Immigration from Romania from the east, that's okay, because they do the work our kids won't do. But not African immigration, no. They come shoeless, naked. They don't know how to do anything. They will never work. They will never do a thing. They will always be a burden. 
thousands of miles away in Southern California, Ivan Houston, a 92-year-old Second World War veteran and one of the African-American soldiers in Kashina during the liberation, was sorry to hear that intolerance had returned to the town after so many decades. Mr. Houston says in a telephone interview, the black soldiers were very kind and helpful and treated the Italians so nicely. A lot of our guys came from the Deep South. They worked in the fields, just like the Italians. They saw the state they were in was not so different from where they came from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 